0: You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. (laughs) Galactic Hollownet. welcome to the Scum and Villainy podcast. Today, I'm your host, Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius, the dread pirate of, uh, did we come up with a ship name yet? The ship name's still in discussion, we'll figure it out. We just realized we completely forgot about that. We've just been flying around as unnamed. Anyways, joining me today, Lyle Hayhurst. Better known as Sazen, ship's quartermaster. What's going on?
1: Not much, Captain. How are you?
0: I am uh, having a damn good day. Um, once again, the ship's broke, but you know, I figure we may as well have a nice chat while we drink around the um, what do what do we call our barracks? I don't know. There's some sort of word I'm missing. Anyways, irrelevant. Also joining us today is Alex Robek, better known as Anti Grapus, the ship's engineer. What's up, Alex? Hey, guys. Uh, finally, our regular crewmaster and uh, regular port part of the crew and uh, our cabin boy, Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin. Mark, what's up, man?
2: Yes, I'm doing fine doing cabin boy things. Are totally you... cabin boy-ish. Yes. Not, not assassinating anyone.
0: And finally, uh, Lyle had been had been complaining that he was doing two jobs, both slicing and quartermastering. And we figured uh, the best way to give him um, maybe a little bit of fear in his job position was to hire the best slicer ever, Mikhail Juno, better known as uh, Muon. What up, dude?
3: Hey guys! Very happy to be here. Relieved. I was expecting this for a long time. What, what the <laughs> hell happened,
0: man? All right. So let's give a little bit of history. Mick and I have been um, going back and forth trying to schedule an interview since um, you made it into, uh, you made, you won the relegation league for uh, Team Covenant Aces, right? Yeah. It was in uh, 2012, I think. Oh, man. Come <laughs> on. Look, you're on the pirate crew. You, you were you were replacing some of the stuff that Sozin does, which I mean, we needed like an upgrade there. So, because um, he's just too stressed out,
1: right? To be fair, I think the reason it took us so long, Mick, is due to kind of special uh, constraints. We move the speed of light a lot, and time is different for us than for you. Uh huh. Um, and so it's a relativity thing.
0: That's a physics joke. Good mm-hmm. job, us. Yeah, if if you're trying anyone to here, win me hilarious. over. With, yes, that's right.
1: <laughs> you see, um, Mick actually teaches physics at a university, so he can explain this to us.
2: Well, one of the problems with organizing an interview with Muon is we can either know where he is or how fast
3: he's going at an given time. <laughs> but on both, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um Bravo, <laughs> bravo. We've just, just like
0: I thought we were going so well. And we just crashed into the ground <laughs> with like a minute and a half of physics jokes.
3: <laughs> oh, I have some more in in, uh, in stock if you want.
0: All right. So um we that's everyone we've got on our show today. I'm gonna I'm gonna steer this back in the right direction. Uh Holland, thank you for joining us. We are going to go over um several things today. We're going to do our standard booty section. We're going to talk about uh the news in the X-Wing world, including some of the new ships that have been announced and some of the, you know, new ships in quotations, I guess. Um, And then we're going to interview our man of the hour, Muon, uh, and ask him all of the questions that you want to know about. You know, not only is he a good player, but obviously he's in, been involved heavily in the vassal scene, and he's basically the reason we get to play X-Wing online right now, so that's really handy. and we're going to cover your fleet officer lists and see who won the uh prize for um I guess submitting a list. So anyways, let's get into it. The booty section, booty section, who has booty for the booty section? Well, I suppose I have some. Well, okay. All right. What do you got?
2: So I went to Tulsa regionals.
0: All right. That's uh, the team covenant. That's the home base
2: regionals. Team covenant home base. I'd been there last year and had placed 13th. So I was going there trying to improve this year. I took my four blacks with crack, wampa, and omega leader list last winter's night. Been doing really well for me. So I wanted to give it a try and a regional
0: you've really been flying that for a while
2: i have it's a really strong list with no real good counters so went there spent my buy for the first round second round i ran into a an oiken dark curse turf and ear list and crushed it
0: okay uh
2: then i ran into uh, went five and oh which meant that I was going into the sixth round and went the Dirty Scum Intentional Draw.
0: I mean, I kind of feel like being a scum and villain, you have to take it. So I don't know well, where to so, go there. So
2: a couple of people, couple of people complained. I said, uh, told them to send their ethics complaints to the Scum and Villainy podcast. Oh,
0: God. Uh, then <laughs> it's going to be the first <laughs> hate mail. Mark, you're going to be responsible for the first hate mail that we've ever gotten. Everyone. Yeah, I know. It's so... awesome. <laughs> Everyone's been so nice to us. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I,
2: I got knocked out in the top eight, but that does mean that I got the hair card. I got the, the absolutely terrible acrylic cluster mines and the dice.
0: Um so what was uh let, let's talk about your regional just really quickly. What was sort of the dominant theme of that regional? What was the meta of that of that one? Like um, what list did you really need to kind of pay attention to?
2: The the two dominant lists there were crack swarm variants and U boats. Okay. Which did not do well against the cracksworms. But those were the two big things that were in Tulsa.
0: Mm-hmm. So um you've been playing Last Winter's Night for a long time. Is that like yeah. basically – are you just like – you've been doing actually really, really well with it. So I, I, I'm I not going to be the one to say don't do that. But, I mean, is that the plan? I mean, I asked this – um because you and Lyle have both been flying really well with the list that you've been flying. And we asked this of him last episode, um, and he was talking about flying something new. Are you going to fly that list? Are you going to continue to fly that list, or is it a – looking for something new. I mean, I certainly I can't blame you. I don't have a list that I've flown even close to as good with yet, so I don't even know how I would decide that.
2: I am looking for a new list, but that doesn't mean that I won't be flying this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet is the short answer. Sure. The long answer is that last year I ran Bounty's Nightmare mm-hmm. from store championship season all the way through to nationals now I, I dappled with other lists I I veered away from it and went back veered away and went back it's a list that that I spent a lot of time with and I'm kind of on the same trajectory now with last winter's night did really well with it in storage championship season veered away from it veered back veered towards it it's I don't know where I'm going to where I'm going to take it. I tend to be one of those players that ends up following my whim. Whimsy is important to me.
1: Right, so aren't you going to go and find some scum, Mark?
2: I might. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out a good scum list that I'm happy with right now, though. The problem with scum, as we've discussed many times, is that they've got four duds. And I know everybody was calling me crazy when I said that the Mist Hunter was a dud when it was revealed. And uh, hey, sure Zuckus, is,
0: Zuckus!
1: Zuckus! Zuckus! Yes, been uh, killing it. Zuckus. Fair
2: enough. We yeah. have one good ship in that expansion, or one good pilot in that expansion.
1: Hey, right. man! I mean, it's kind of like Corrin, right? I mean, the, the, it's kind of like wing. the K wing or the E yeah. wing. Well, K wing actually, I think it's got more, but E wing, yeah. I mean, E wing's a dud, but Corrin's awesome.
2: Yeah. So I, I stand by my my assertion that the, the Mist Hunter is a dud.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Hopefully you come up with a fun uh, scum list because you know it is the, the best faction. It is the home team. It is
2: the the problem I'm running into is I really want to run Dengar, but I can't find anything to pair him with.
1: You know that uh, Dengar double TLT list looks like fun. They say it's Dengar with R5K. It's the droid that R5. You know when someone attacks him, he gets yeah that R5P8. Um, yeah, Dengar R5P8 Predator and Tidal, and then two. Um, uh my wings with TLT. Yeah, maybe. I and was E3? talking to
3: Morgan Reed uh, yesterday and he we brainstorm like uh, six lists with Dangar and they're vicious.
0: Okay. <laughs> they're what's, uh, awesome. what's your favorite one?
3: <clears throat> uh with Lats Razzy. Razzi. Okay. She has a glitter stim, concussion missiles, K4. Uh and he's, he's built pretty standard predator, reckon specialist, mm-hmm. and engine. And they just they 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 pack a punch if you uh, aim Dengar right and if you get your double tap, it's it's awesome.
2: The problem I have with Dengar is that they don't want to pair him with one other ship
3: because you really need a
2: couple to
3: to pull the
2: heat
1: off them. Of yeah, that's why I like but the tilt. What else because, do you
2: pair with him? Yeah. yeah.
1: Til- that's why but, I like the tilt, because you can't let them just fly around and ping at you, right? They're too annoying but, for that.
2: But they're PS2, so in the current meta, they're in serious danger of going extinct.
1: True, true.
2: Th- that's my problem, is I have yet to figure out a good Dengar pairing. And it might not be out yet, but I'll keep working on it.
4: All right. Well, who else has got booty? Um, I attended a regional last week. All uh, right. Up in Up in Martinsburg. Theorist and I both went to uh, the regional. It was well-run. I want to give props to the store for um, having pizza for us for lunch.
0: That's that's what's up.
4: Yeah. I mean, we didn't have to go anywhere. There wasn't a long break. We just finished our game, got some pizza, moved on to the next game, and it was was a really well-run tournament. Um, I took a, a Miranda chopper list. Miranda was loaded down with bombs and Sabine and extra munitions sort of to try and kill all those Palpatine Aces I was thinking I might run into, and then I took Chopper. The so, question for, with,
0: for you is, is, that reminds me of, is that like a replacement Dash Rendar, in a way,
4: for you? I mean, not not really. Like, Dash is like a maneuverable ace, and Dash mm-hmm. is also like the, the answer to everything that is like not... A top tier list, okay. the Ash just crushes. Whereas Miranda is like an a- answer to Aces and low HP ships. So I paired her with Chopper with a twin laser turret, Ezra, Harris and dual fire control system. Harris and dual on a uh, on a ghost, particularly when you have fire control system, is really good. Being able to be completely unpredictable, go wherever you want, fly over debris fields with no regrets.
0: It seems to me like most good VCX
1: lists have her if they can. Yeah, she's an auto take mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Alex, how was the TLT like when we were going over this a couple of weeks ago, we didn't really kind of place the TLT on many of the lists we discussed. Did, was it good?
4: Um it was pretty good. I mean, I had a hard time like actually getting people in Chopper's Front Arc, so having a having at least a very accurate twin laser turret shot help make up for that while sort of hurting them around. Um, I mean, the list, the list still needs work. I feel like it's suboptimal in some way, but uh, I'm not really sure how to fix it yet. I ended up in 11th place going four and two. I mean, I'm pretty happy with how I did.
0: So hold up. I did hear that you played, uh, Jeff in, in round two.
4: Yes, we, we actually were playing next to each other in round one and we both lost. And then, of course, we got paired up in round two, and he sort of overthought the situation, and I managed to uh yeah some of some of his cluster missiles roles were just awful, so I managed to pull that one out and crush his hopes and dreams
0: he'll i I'm sure he'll get some sort of revenge,
4: yeah, yeah, probably probably he's in a line with the the next player I played who flew his nine HP dash Rindar off the board.
0: Oh man. That makes you feel bad. Yeah. I've done that.
4: And it was dash Rindar and then two HP corn on the board versus Miranda. So if he kept dash on the board, it's like, how can you lose? (laughs)
0: That works though. So I can see where you'd feel a little less than confident um, with that list.
4: Yeah, I think I was I was anticipating seeing a lot more imperial aces, and while um, Duncan Howard ended up winning with his imperial ace list, there were tons and tons of jump master lists in the top eight. So,
0: so your medal was a, it was pal bases and jump masters.
4: Well, it was it was four jump master lists, some of which had Zuckus, and then it was the two Howard brothers, both with their pal bases lists, like. Not a lot of other people were running pal bases and doing well.
0: That's the thing. It feels like the jump masters are always sort of kind of around
4: yeah i mean they're a, they're a good list, and if you play them well they're they're an extremely good list yeah they, they totally brought brought the swarm back though, which is interesting like
0: you know, that
4: that
1: makes it feel good though because I feel like the swarm should always be good yeah it and and it's added some diversity between the the swarm, the palpases, the uh the jump masters. I mean, at least we've got some variety in the meta. I'm yeah. not sure. I, I'm not I don't think I really love this meta,
4: but whatever, it's got something to it. Yeah. I mean, it's better than better than wave 4. It's not really ideal.
2: This is probably the most diverse meta I've ever
0: seen.
4: You think so?
2: Yeah. Ever since middle of last year, <laughs> we kind of hit this point where there may be something that's moderately dominant, but the meta te- seems to be cracked open wide. Before then, I mean, you had you know, three or less options at any major tournament, starting with TIE Swarm versus nothing, then into you know 4B. Just throughout, you had a limited number of possible lists you could reasonably do well. This certain,
0: now, right now, it kind of still feels like rock, paper, scissor, but I feel like there's a question mark that shows up and beats something every so often.
2: And, and this is much more like rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Because you've I, got pal bases, you've got crack swarm, you've got yeah, U-boats, that. you've got... Yeah.
0: Alright, so anybody else have... Uh, I know we're going to get to move on here in a second but um anybody else have booty lyle i've got nothing like my family has (laughs) uh, guys um i missed kansas city regional because of my cousin and uh this weekend is denver and my sister is graduating i i'm not allowed to have nice things i couldn't go to the tulsa regional um, a because I forgot to sign up, but B, like I asked Zach. Uh, Zach went, I'm like Zach, please, please, well pirate lord, can I like invade or something? And he's like, oh no. And I'm like, oh. It made me feel really small and sad. Um, so I am like striking out on regionals. But thank God I have a pirate ship for people to give me stuff. Anyways, it's sad. Lyle, um, you got anything um, for the booty section?
4: Wow. Lyle, are you on mute? Oh sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. I, I try nice. to make it easy on you guys. Um, I'm, so
0: sure I, I'm sure your segment was also brilliant.
1: It was awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I am also bootyless, um, but I do have a request. I'm going to totally abuse my privileges here. Um, I'm not going to ask permission. So uh, the basically, I, I paid the iron price and won myself some uh, some sparkly white dice, right? But. I've only got three of each type, you know, three of the uh, Reds and three Greens, and I want to trade for another set of three. So, any of you Scum and Villainy podcast fans out there that want to trade with me—that's shameless. Uh, I know, I know, it is shameless. That's but shameless. I know. I, you know, I, shameless, I, I, but you love it. I gotta do what I gotta do. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got tons of acrylic. I've got pretty much everything. Here's something you're missing. Send me a note. Uh, FFG, I'm uh, go by Sosen, and uh, hopefully we can do a trade. Thank you very much.
4: So, so I wanna I wanna briefly address that that's okay. No, 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 not 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 the not the shameless abusing of power part. Uh, that part is that's that's on par around here. I that. There you go. There
0: you go.
4: <laughs> but um, like Jeremy Howard posted a picture of all his like regional dice he had, and FFG. For the world's dice, gave the players four of each type. Type, but for the the regionals, we only get we only get three of each type. Which, like, if I had four of each type for my regional win, like that's so much more useful than having three. Yeah, yeah. well, you can cover your range one shots, right? Yeah, like rolling four dice on offense and defense is pretty common. Yeah, and it's annoying that they only give us three of them. Like step right. it so up. So for me though, four is not enough. I need six because you know
1: you're shooting at me behind asteroids with stealth devices.
0: Man. Well what that great. that just you're
2: tells great. me that you need to be running uh Gamer more. Alright
0: with stealth so, device. So like look look this, <laughs> Thank is, you, this is good. we're just like deep diving into Lyle being shameless. Huh? And you know, I'm I'm mostly into that, but let's move on to better bigger, better things. Let's move on to Muon. How has your uh, regional store championship season uh, gone so far?
3: Well, the regional is a special case because um, my local community is, like, I, I built it from ground up uh, from uh, 2013.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I remember talking same... to you about this, like, like yeah. from the beginning.
3: Yeah, um, like, I was meeting with a few people every time, but we we wanted more players, so uh, right now, we're standing at like forty people, forty-five people who are active out of eighty-two, like inscribed in our databases.
4: And we uh, we
3: made a, our own website that tracks the activity um, and that can pull out like data uh, on every player, so we can check out like against who you have a rivalry and, and stuff like that. Um... So, the regional uh um, i I wrote the letter of intent for the store, the store that runs the most tournaments for us, sure, and um like we pimped it up, <laughs> we promised like uh casting and stuff, and we got it cool, like uh last year it was in the at in a town called sherbrooke, which is was uh two hours away from here, and we we had a delegation of eight players going there during the day. Um, but this year is like, it's very local. It's like 20 minutes from my house.
1: Where, where, where is here out of curiosity?
3: It's uh, Quebec City. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm an the American. Thing- you're going to have to help me with that.
3: Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 Quebec City is the capital city of the Quebec province of Canada. It's um, like north. Like, think about Mexico and. Reverse the direction. Okay, yeah,
1: that uh, that's that's helping. Thank you. That <laughs> yeah, good.
3: that's good. All right.
0: it's um, like your friendly way cooler hat.
3: <laughs> um, like I was expecting Montreal to get it because it's the larger town by a lot. There's like uh, two between two and three million people living there in that region, and we're like below one million. Uh, but we got it because the I think like with what we promised and the way. It, was edited by the other people maybe it got through but the thing is it's on july 2nd and my brother is getting married married on that day
0: oh man, <laughs> so oh, I, man. Cannot go.
3: I can't go
0: i feel that so hard
3: <laughs> there are others like like six or eight hours away by car in other provinces and uh, maritimes but I can't go. It's too far. It's not convenient. It's it's pretty close to the wedding too, as well.
0: All right, all right. So if that's the case, um, if you could run a regional list, what what would what do you want to run to that tournament? Well um, I don't I don't mean to tease you, but if like, like, what do you want to run now that you can't go? I'm not
3: saying this to like please you or anything, but okay. I, I, think hey. I would.
0: I think I would runs come. Okay. Um, sure. Look. Okay. Okay. Scum's good right now, though. What would you run?
3: Um. Very possibly like a utility scout with uh, maybe protons or plasma, like kitted out like the classic way, but probably with feedback array added if I have the points for it. And I the think other
0: feedback array sh- on that 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 ship is so good.
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, you don't mind like finishing the game with it. Because it, you just might have uh, like an edge on your opponent at the end, and you don't care about losing one health. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other ships, I'm, I'm not sure about. Either Dengar, a special kitted Dengar, or two ships, actually. A Houndstooth and uh, something else, a small one. I've been running variations uh, out of this template, and I, I like the Ocean Slaver with Gunner, Busk, and Tactician. Okay. Um as well as uh, the Gan Feinsman. Because that, that's what, what I had points for.
0: So it's just like it's cheap. Do you run it with the de- the, the title? Yeah. Tractor that beam. Has an EPC, Tractor right? beam is so good though, right? Tractor beam,
3: uh crack shot, and Zuckus.
0: <laughs> that does like, sound actually pretty bad. If that's... if you put an
3: ace in front of it, you're uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> Uh, because it, it shoots first, so you're likely to get the minus one agility, and then the other ships have a feast
0: on you. So that sounds rad. Now I'm kind of like, I want to play that. Um, I might do that uh, tomorrow. Um, and I like that it's two
3: large ships and one small, which is takes more real estate than most lists. Mm-hmm. And the trend ocean slaver just loves parking itself in front of uh, swarms or in front of like wings of ships and cause all sorts of troubles.
0: Yeah, that sounds rad. Um, uh, that being said, sadly though, we cannot actually go to any regionals. So let's talk about the ones that have at least happened and make ourselves sad, but uh, learn some information here. Lyle. There have been some regionals. Why don't you
1: kind of give us a rundown? All right. So in the last couple weeks, FFG guys had their regional. They had 107 people show up. And uh, the final featured the same list. Two guys. It was uh, Victor Robles from Iowa City and Brad Miller, who uh, finished top two at uh, the Hoff, And they were both flying the Minox Special, which is a Mega Leader Juke comms relay, Captain Yor with PALP, and then Whisper VI... ACD fire control systems and Agent Callus. Um, so, they had a mirror match in the very end. I'm guessing that Victor won the uh, die roll, and he took it all home. Um, Interesting enough, there were uh, three robot lists in the top eight, but they all lost.
0: Robots are still good, though. I mean,
1: they are. Uh, and apparently, that's robot territory. I didn't know that, but people were telling me that that's the kind of ancestral home of the robot. <laughs> Uh, let's see, over on the West Coast, uh, Fresno, they had a regional, 57 people, and Dallas Parker took it down. Um, so Dallas, of course, one of the top Swarm players in the world, and he brought Howl Runner with crack shot, Four Blacks with crack shot, and Zeta Leader with crack shot. 100-point list. Uh, he beat a uh, jump 15K, the kind of classic 100-point jump um, in the final. Heading over to Europe, there was a very small regional in Rankovic, which was won by Armand Siggy from the Adarim Smugglers. And uh, he took a Dash and Lothal Rebel list. Um, It's a pretty kind of classic Dash build-out. It's got Heavy Laser Cannon, Push, Engine, Outrider, and Kanan, which I think is probably the canonical Dash build-out now. Kanan is as good as it's going to get. And then the Lothal has got Auto Blaster, Fire Control, Han Solo, and Hera. Do
0: you think that Kanan has, uh, as far as the meta is concerned, it's definitely outstripped uh, the Kyle Patarn build?
1: Yeah, it's so yes. good. I mean, you can do a 4 forward and like, clear your stress.
4: It, it's also four, really good. Hard. Or a 1-hard. Yeah, 1-hard yes. or 3-hard, yeah, yeah. Yeah, both your 1-hard turns are, like, completely viable at, like, almost all times. So you can frequently, like, force your opponent to guess which way you're going to go. And if yeah. they guess wrong... Target lock focus,
0: Alex. Um, like I, you've con- you've sold me on that. Like you are absolutely right.
1: Yeah, it's just painful. Dash is my. I hate him more than anything, and now he's even worse. Um, all right, heading over to Germany, uh, Bamberg. there's a fifty three person regional, and it was won by a guy named Stecca flying Scum. He had uh, a couple contracted scouts and Manaroo took it down over to Lycon. I think that's, does anyone know where this is? It's in Sweden. Huh. Lycon. So there was a 58 person regional there and it was another dash plus VCX winner. Um, Dash with the standard kit um, and then chopper with ABT fire control and Hera. I think that's getting more and more popular. Dude, these dash VCX lists are are legit. They're totally legit. Um, Rebels are back. Um, and then finally, uh, we had a couple system opens in the last two weeks and, uh, a Imperial A Holes variant won the Endor, which is 180 people. Does that feel and, good for you? Do you like, do you like seeing that? Yeah, you know, it's good. The Inquisitor. So this is a, uh, because I remember because Morgan kept
0: saying over and over again, you should play an Inquisitor too.
1: Yeah, he likes Inquisitor better because it's anti Dash tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and given that we're seeing all this Dash, Floating around. Um, I, I guess I kind of agree with them, but, um, whatever. I'm moving past it. Um, defenders are coming out soon. They're going to be great. Gonna be finding myself some defenders. Um, and then finally, the, uh, system open Jaka happened and, um, that was won by a Palp shuttle with Inquisitor and Proton rockets and a 35 point center foul. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, real nice mix of, uh, a result there in the meta. We got some swarms. We got um, obviously some pal bases, which I think are probably the premier list right now, or the, or the premier archetype, I should say. Um, we got a lot of scum. So, pretty cool. Like, I think, like we were saying earlier, the meta is quite diverse right now.
3: And what about the five green squadron that yeah. pops out everywhere and yeah, without we, PDL? But, I mean, that's it, insane it, for me. Totally. I have,
1: it's, it's one, I haven't two regionals, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, Ricky keeps saying he's gonna fly it, but I don't know if it's happening. I
0: have I have I have flown it um, a couple of times, and it's
1: I don't know how to put it. It's, it's expensive if you want to do it live, right? Well, it's expensive, and it's a high wire act because you have you got to get your blocks in. Like if you man, have I, I if, if you in. can
0: mm-hmm. if you can block and if you guess right most of the time, you don't even have to guess right every single time. But you have to guess right seventy five eighty percent of the time, but if you do you're not going to lose yeah anyways yeah. um let's get into there there's some some more news that is out there there was a um i guess an expansion i don't uh, there a new release that they announced where they announced that they were going to do sort of like a rebel aces although what what are they calling it heroes of the resistance yes so, heroes of the resistance. They're going to release um, uh, uh, a black T seventy and a new a new YT thirteen hundred with the Han so uh, or the the T-Nuts. Millennium Falcon.
1: What is it? The it sensor this, jammer.
0: It has sensors. Sensors. It's got
1: a triangular sensor thing instead of the round one. R- rectangle. A- Oh, there you board. go. It's rectangular, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's not a blatant cash grab. That's it, a it, new rectangle sensor it, dish.
2: The paint job is also different.
0: Yes, also different. Anyways, that being said, there are going to be new pilots and uh, for, both, for both ships, so that's kind of interesting, and let's kind of run through those. Let's start off with the new Falcon title. Uh, Alex, uh, you want to tell us about the new Falcon title?
4: Sure. It is like its predecessor. It is also um, a unique title called Millennium Falcon, YT-1300. And it is only a single point. Um, and after you execute a three-bank maneuver, if you're not touching another ship and you're not stressed, you can take a stress token to, to rotate your ship 180 degrees. So this is basically adding the... Uh, three bank S loop onto the Falcon style. But it's better because you get to choose after you you do the three bank. It's like lightning
3: reflexes but with contra- constraints. And you can repeat it.
0: Yeah it's it seems for 1 point like it's it's like obviously it's very very good um but the reason why i think that is a good combo is another card that they spoiled which was ray um mark you want to tell us about ray
2: yes yes ray 8 points or P- 8 points ps8 uh so taking that for 45 points when attacking or defending. If the enemy is inside your firing arc, you may re-roll up to two of your blank
0: results. Yes, so those two obviously go together.
2: And it is when attacking or defending. So if you've got some other activities that might affect your defense, th- see, 3PO or whatever.
0: Yes, she seems like a really good, a good combination with 3PO, right?
2: Yes, and with the title, she can flip around basically do a sloop anytime she wants at speed three your front arc if you've got rerolls from predator or other
4: yeah she's let's let's look on the bright side though thanks to the the new title you can't take both the new title and the old title, so you won't be able to see three p o evade anymore if you're doing
2: she's that. She's not going to be as defensive, but she's going to be far more offensive than Han ever was.
1: So what do you think about her coming at PS8? I mean, that's a pretty high PS for someone that's basically never flown a ship before, as far as we could tell. Unless she's got some suppressed Jedi knowledge that is being awakened, I suppose.
0: Well, I don't was. I don't want to go too far into this. Uh, because
2: <laughs> I mean, she was flying there. around that. She was flying around the quad jumper hall of her life. Or the right. the oh, that's true. double yeah. jumper or
1: whatever. Uh-huh.
2: So she's Man. been flying stuff. It
1: just hasn't been the Falcon. Look, right. she pulled
0: off a pretty rad move, which I think is
1: the um the, the whole cor- stall maneuver that she did.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah. and so I think that's the I guess the spirit of her ability. And that it works for me. It's an I think that right now Han is pretty Probably the only Falcon that sees play for the most part that that does well, and I think that Ray has a lot of potential to do well, especially with the new title.
3: Well, yeah. I want to check something with you. Um, if you run the new title on Earth and you have Kane and crew, does this mean the white sloops with potential to like take a focus and get your rerolls?
1: Yeah, the Reddit community thinks that it does mean that. Mm-hmm.
3: Because the both cards trigger after you're moving, after you have executed your maneuver, so you would get a stress, but you lose it because of Kanan.
0: I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but that does sound like that I mean, don't know if that's if that feels too overpowered or not, but it sounds amazing.
3: Well, you're limited to three banks, so it's not that powerful.
0: That mm. and
2: you're taking up a valuable crew slot. No, I, yes, I think that works that way, but I'm not worried about it. At all,
1: one thing I do like about this is that it's no longer a turret wind with this ship. It's trying to keep you in in its primary firing arc, and right it'll it'll reward good good flying, which is cool.
0: On the flip side, though, it's a three dice attack at in, at any at range three at any direction. Still, it's something that you should remember when flying that. Um, true, true. All right. So, also they released was a new version. Of Poe Dameron, who is PS nine instead of PS eight, which is pretty interesting. Um, they, they specifically mentioned that they put Poe in an elite value shared by the likes of Darth Vader and Wedge Antilles, uh, but they somehow forget to mention our boy
1: oh, Talon. Mean, ba- I think it's Cobra Brain Talonhead.
0: Yeah, yeah, that guy.
1: Right, Talonbane Cobrahead. It. Give me a second. I can never remember. But you know, I have a theory. I think that Blair is actually Cobra brain Talonhead.
0: I think that's, that's accurate. It sounds like it. It would
1: make sense, right?
0: Yeah. Because they don't know specifically really who it is, but they kind of sort of get it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Anyways. So, so pay it. You're paying two points for one point of pilot skill. Mm-hmm. Is right. that, is that worth it? I mean, effectively you're just paying for an EPT slot because poke Old Poe could run adaptability to go up to 9.
0: I thought it was 3 points.
4: Nope.
2: 31
0: to 33. No, two. Oh, 31. Okay. So,
4: yeah. Like, who... yeah I, I think
2: this is often worth it because of the Fierce competition for PS9, and now you get a EPT on top of it. But that's if you can afford those 2 points. Honestly, this really smacks of... They designed Poet PS8 and then saw the movie and realized, no, that's a nine.
1: (laughs) That is true, though. (laughs) Like we all knew. Yeah, so one funny point about this is that this is the first instance of a pilot with the same name showing up in the same faction. In the same uh, ship. In the same ship, yeah. So it actually has a weird impact on the software side of things. Um if you head over to GitHub into the XWS page you'll see uh we're having a a spirited debate on how to handle this particular um collision
0: because Poe Dameron oh, and Poe oh, Dameron. Cool.
4: Yeah, and there's also going to be non yeah, solo. Yeah, that's version. right. It is it is kind of confusing. And it's going to be great for everyone trying to have casual conversation about these things. Well, <laughs> and it- then
2: yeah. At least the new Han Solo is a different faction. First Order instead of
1: Rebel. Right, so Resistance, here's... right? Guys, this is yeah. our challenge. We're gonna that have to one. name him now. Like we need to, if we can coin it, it's ours. How about we call the PS91 Fopo? <laughs> that'd be part? the
2: PS8 ones.
1: Uh, that'd be Fopo. Right. F-F-A-U-X? Faux. <laughs> po? yeah. Fopo. Okay. I mean, so. I feel like...
2: FOPO. It
1: solved the problem. <laughs> good,
4: good. Okay, Alex, do okay. you have a suggestion here on how to? Uh, uh, my suggestion is we move on to some of the other cards that you can kind of base, kind of sort of read.
0: I like, I like where your head's at, uh, Alex. No, why no, don't we should spend us-
2: another hour on
0: this. Oh my god, <laughs> Alex, why don't you tell us about some of those new cards?
4: Okay, so we have an illicit upgrade that looks like it's called burst of speed and it looks to be large ship only um your action bar gains the slam icon after you perform this action discard the card
0: that's pretty red
4: yeah i mean inertial dampeners is a really good card being able to you know slam also pretty strong um there seems to be some sort of restriction on you can or no never mind that's that's the next the next card but yeah,
2: this one, We don't know how much it costs, but it can't be a lot because it's a one-time use. So we're looking at one to two points most likely. That's pretty good, just not on the Falcon.
1: Wait, you're talking burst of speed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about how it combos the next one, Smuggler's Department. Um, so this is a, a YT-13 and we think 2400 only modification and you're Upgrade bar gets the illicit upgrade. That's pretty rad. Yeah, so you can then equip a second modification that costs unknown or fewer squad points. Um, So I'm guessing it'll probably be three or fewer because you won't want to have burst of speed with an engine upgrade because then
4: you can do engine and slam, which would be ridiculous. If it is is 2400, if it can be equipped on the 2400, then Dash gets an extra slot to go up to go with. Oh, which would be horrible. Oh my god, you would, you'd, be, you'd like that one, Alex? <laughs> uh, I think that would be pretty pretty rad. I I would be up for that.
3: I have a question for Mark. Yes? Would you run Burst of Speed on Eamon as a mean? On Eamon? Yep. Maybe? Like, um, think of I'm doing three interest- hearts hard turn 3 twice, and then you launch with hard turn 3 again, if you want.
2: Well, how do you get the second action, though?
4: Um, Expert handling.
2: Damn
4: it. You have to run expert
3: handling.
2: Well, no, expert handling... Not not expert
4: handling, the uh, Uh, experimental experimental interface. interface. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: What about about Kraken? No, no, this is is the scum pilot. Oh, right, right. Squad leader? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no it right. doesn't work so
2: you've, you're you running into that I'm much more interested on this on the houndstooth because suddenly you're going to get this huge burst of speed right when you need it either to block effectively oh there's no way that, that guy way over in the corner could block me ah where did he come from <laughs> as you do a three bank three hard or whatever
3: and brings the ion projector in your face
2: correct oh the the other option is of course to escape oh I'm stuck in a corner no I'm not
3: <laughs> yeah that will surprise a few people
2: right and if it's cheap enough it's like one point you can slap this on three hounds tooth and they're all over the place
0: Ugh.
2: right
4: that's interesting okay <laughs> so so the next upgrade is has like we're not we're not one hundred percent sure on what it says, but it looks to be um called pattern analysis and probably what's gonna ha- what happens is uh when you execute a red maneuver, you may um do the perform action step before the check pilot stress step. So that would basically let you let you take an action on a red move is the That's best guess. Red. That's a tech upgrade, right? Yes,
1: and there. Yeah, so, if this works the way it does, it's going to be great with uh, a targeting astromech because you'll get the uh, the target lock. You take the red maneuver, you get the target lock, you get to focus before stress kicks in, and now you've got target lock and focus um, with a red maneuver. And then you're running a fifty
3: point ship. <laughs> it feels like it's going to be a three point upgrade card. Just my feeling.
4: Let's let's hope not. I mean this this. I mean targeting Astromech is only two points. Like only working on red maneuvers is a pretty hard condition.
2: One of the interesting things about this is comparing it to advanced sensors. The only real difference between them is for movement based actions, because otherwise both of them. Focusing before you move or focusing after you move doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. The interesting one is now I can do, say, a three-talon roll, boost, and then get my stress. So it adds this very interesting activity to your ship. Because you can move, then move where you
1: need to go. Okay. Yeah, then, cool. I like it. It's finally another good tech upgrade, right? We're dying for this.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not just common yeah.
1: relays. Yeah.
4: All <laughs> right, what else we got, Alex? Okay, we have a title for the T-70 X-Wing. It's called Black One. Wait, the Black One? I mean, he's got a name, right? His name is Finn.
1: Man, no, it's the paint job. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, Yeah. Got
4: it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but this card seems to read that when you perform a boost or barrel roll action, you may you may remove one enemy target lock from a friendly ship at range one. You can't equip this card if your pilot skill is six or lower.
0: That's
2: pretty rad. First, this is extraordinarily useful with
4: the prevalence of Omega
0: Leader.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And Jump Masters. Well, it doesn't help against Jump Masters because they get pick up their target locks in the combat phase. Dead Eye. Yeah, Dead Eye into R4.
1: Yeah, it's going to help also with um,
2: interesting.
1: our boy Vessery coming back into the meta because um, he needs those target locks. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Sorry, Sable, that, you were going to say?
2: The thing that interests me is the barrel roll aspect. Because right now there are only two ways to get a barrel roll on a T-70. First is BB-8, which you're not going to be putting on a T-70. And the second is expert handling, which you're not going to be putting on
0: a T-70. I think they're trying to make BB-8 a thing.
4: Yeah, and it would make sense thematically because BB-8 be. was pose.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think this is begging for BB-8 use.
2: I don't know. It'll be curious to see if any of the other pilots that are pilot skill seven or above have uh, barrel roll ability.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that might be a thing. That would be something that would cause this to get used because BB 8s a little rough. It's hard to choose something other than R two D two.
2: As this stands, I'm not sure Poe wants this.
0: Yeah, you see, I'm there too.
2: Because yeah, you can boost to clear the target lock. But if you boost against Omega Leader, if you don't get out of her arc, she's her juke is just fine because you don't have anything to to focus.
4: Well, maybe maybe Poe will have a free EPT slot, so we can run Predator, and boosting won't be quite as bad. Cool. So let's cover some of the
1: other stuff. Uh, we actually got some new YT thirteen hundred pilots coming out we got a new han who's ps9 uh, we talked about ray we've also got a new chewbacca at ps5 we don't know what he does no and we've got a resistance something at ps3 so do you
0: guys think it's going to be attack 2 or attack 3
4: that's a good question i assume
2: it's going to be attack Three.
4: i, yeah. I have to agree like they have to know that the ORS isn't is it is yeah yeah
1: the, and also the, yeah, I bet it'll
4: have an EPT as well. So
0: what yeah. is, what is the, what is the minimum, like the max? Hold on. Let's say, what's the, the point cost that you go? Yeah, I'd consider flying that.
4: It's probably like 39, 40. You yeah. so? Chewbacca's 42 and PS five.
2: Yeah. Roughly 40.
4: Mm, yes. Yeah, so I was going to go 38, but, um, huh. Some, somewhere in that ballpark.
2: And I, I'm it's, certain that it's going to be Attack 3 because the devs are on record of saying that they regret having to do so for the original release of the Falcon.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, right. See, I hope so. I, I, I like low PS, so it's fun to see that kind of have use. Anyways.
1: Okay, so we got some new uh, T-70 pilots as well. Uh, Nin-Yum is going to be flying a PS7, T-70. And uh, Snap Wexley at PS6. With Snap Wexley, you can read on the card, uh, win a four-speed touch. So, interesting to see where that goes. Uh, Also, there's a new PS3, T70, Jessica Pava. Um, There's also a PS, she's uh, in the T70. And let's see, we got some other stuff. We got um, two integrated Astromechs, which is awesome, because it means I don't have to go buy them. Kudos to FFG yes. for actually giving us what we need. Um, let's see, we got a Finn and a Ray crew. We got a Hotshot co pilot crew. We got a M9G8 droid. Uh I'm some, to
2: see what that does.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you think it's going to be an Astromech or a, like a droid, like a, a crew, crew slot droid? Let
2: me take a look at the picture.
1: Um, a new EPT snapshot and another EPT looks like it starts with the word trick. So I think all in, although I'm not super excited about the fact that I'm getting another um, T-70 and another Falcon, there are some really cool upgrades in this release. So I think um,
4: we're going to get a lot more toys for the Rebellion.
2: That's got to be an astromech because there's no other astromechs in that.
4: Yeah, Mm. and there are so few good astromechs that come on, FFG. You're our only hope.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a little surprised we still haven't seen a Leia card. Um we have seen a Leia card. Well oh, you know, a, a, a playable. She's oh, just terrible. I could put I like I, I have just removed her from my brain.
0: She
1: no, is she's there.
2: amazing and epic.
0: Yeah, that's what everybody says. But <laughs> when I see epic builds, I never see Leia.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know, so what do you guys think about this one? Um, what's your thoughts? Kind of high level.
0: I I want to see those EPTs be good. Um, I think that the large ship slams got potential. Um, an illicit upgrade for Rebels has potential as well. So, I mean, there's stuff in there. I mean, I'm, those are the things that, that kind of stand out to me to be really cool. I want to see what Ray and Finn crew do. I think That could be cool.
1: Yeah. Muan, what about you? You're a uh, kind of known Rebel player. What's your reaction? Um, I think the crew cards are always very
3: powerful, very versatile. Um, They can see play outside of that pack. So I'm most likely looking forward to them. But the, the EPTs as well, they come in doubles, so they must be like, they must not be like very powerful. They, they, um, probably they I hope they go on the uh, A wings, like as a second EPT.
0: I like where your head's at. You're good, te- good team. <laughs> um,
1: and, yeah, that's my my thoughts. Do you and, mean the uh, go A team? Is that what you're saying? Rick? Yeah, I like that. Uh, a team. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so. Like, let's actually move on. Uh, let's kind of dive in to our main topic since uh, we, we, are, we, we got on here. Um, our, our, our main topic is on we, 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 we got him on the show. He is well-known not only for being a good player and uh, I really know you for a really strong rebel play, although I know you play all three factions, but also for your work on the Vassal module, so um, anyways, thanks for coming on and I guess my first question is uh, what what is a uh, uh, muon?
3: Uh, there was this um, saying from Stephen Hawking like whenever he added an equation to his books um, he lost half of his readership so if he added two equations in his books he lost Three quarters of its reputation. <laughs> so, if you want to lose all your uh, your audience, I can drone out about physics. That's okay. I... <laughs> we'll
2: steal more, steal more audience from
3: Nova. Uh, one cool thing about muons, they're uh, they're produced naturally in the high atmosphere, and they decay immediate, almost immediately. But because you mentioned relativity earlier, because they go so fast, they survive the trip down to us so we can detect them. If you didn't have relativity, you would never detect them naturally. So that was the physics part. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. Um, so that's what a muon is. Um. Yep. <laughs> um So when did you, let's kind of, when did you, you've been, I feel like you've been part of, it feels like you've been part of X-Wing since we started, but just to kind of confirm that, what kind of, when did you get into X-Wing? What sort of like brought you to the game?
3: Um, It was early 2013. I got the game like as a late Christmas gift. I had no players to play against. I was wishing to find some. Um, I played the game, like, when I opened the box, I played against my girlfriend and us three games in a row. (laughs) And she never played again after that. (laughs) Uh, But I started on Vassal because I saw Mr. Froggy's post on the FFG forums. And he was trying to, uh, like, garner up interest to the module, which was already existing... uh, During wave one, um, and I tried it, and I found it terrible. (laughs) Because people were like playing uh, eight TIE fighter swarms, and there was no automation. People were moving the templates manually, then zooming in, moving the ship, zooming back out.
0: I remember that. I remember that.
3: It was horrible.
2: And you never touched Vassal again. The end.
3: Well, <laughs> no, but like, my conclusion was, like, you can't play this if you're not on Skype. And it's inconvenient to be on Skype with, like, whenever you want to play, you've you got to, like, to exchange accounts and make sure the microphone works. And it's it's bad. And, you, like, you can't binge X-Wing playing with that state of the module, right?
1: Mm-hmm right so Uh, i guess you take that situation one and then like zoom forward to the present where there's like 30 to 40 rooms being played at any time with like full ergonomic interface so i have to ask you you, i'm sure you've made tons of money off this you're probably just filthy rich off your ill-gotten gain so what are you doing with all your free time now that you're unemployed and uh living the the good life (laughs) nope not
3: quite um (laughs) i wish but uh no
1: Oh so as a reminder to our listeners uh check the show notes one does have a tip tip jar um highly recommend throwing in a few bones for him uh Vassal would not be there if it weren't for this guy That and, is absolutely true Yeah That's and well, the interface is fantastic now you have made it so good
3: The tip jar is mostly to get uh cash reserve to buy like ships for my helping hands <laughs> and for myself, like I treat myself uh, occasionally, but it's mostly to like keep the interest for my uh my contributors uh like all the art assets that were brand new because we couldn't find any on the internet like when the scum faction came out we needed we needed the uh, new ship art right so uh radarder Five pulled through and he, like he, he and drew. Those ships that you can not see for scum. Mm-hmm.
1: So I have to ask you, what is your motivation though? Why, why do you do it? Um, because I
3: want a way to play online myself for myself. It's mostly as a like the perspective of a player. So that's because you're a fiend. Main reason? Yeah, you're trying to scratch your own itch. Sure. Hmm. That's the main reason.
2: I've got this this amazing new drug called Glitter Stim. It's awesome. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I use it in my list, too. Um, but, like, the story uh, to mention Ricky, like, when uh, the Wave 3 was coming out, like, there was no one maintaining the module at that time. Yeah. Uh, so you you made a post on Team Covenant, and you, you asked, like, for helping hands, and no one was uh, answering right right away. So it took a few weeks and I don't know if, I don't know if you remember
0: that I remember that it was um, before worlds 2013 and yeah. we didn't have and no one had released the new ships on Vassal yet and we knew all the information and um, you know i don't I don't know how to code but I knew I figured somebody did and um,
3: I thought it was coding too but uh, when I found out what it was uh, like it was really surprising I thought I had to edit the file myself. Like uh, it's not a text file. Uh-huh. I thought I had to reverse engineer the binary code <laughs> of the file, which is the the, the least efficient way ever. Imagined. That
0: sounds terrible.
3: But you just have to right-click the module name, and you 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 get to an editor, and it's pretty simple. That's pretty awesome. Just adding cards and new ship is pretty simple. Adding new automated functionality that's sometimes very very difficult though.
0: Um. I, I'll, but for the most part, yeah. Like we needed somebody to do it, and you kind of like you nailed it. Um, that is pretty awesome. Although I I, I do want to say that uh, like, how does it sort of like? I mean, to be fair, like you've kind of shepherded it from that time, which is almost two years ago at this point, or or longer. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You've kind of well, been two years in it. You've been shepherding um, the the in a way you've sort of been shepherding the online game um well it's
3: just one piece right
0: mm-hmm.
3: if uh, if i just put out the module and no one comes to play there's no incentive to come
0: mm-hmm. like
3: if there's no community it's it's a kind of uh, a self-sustaining rolling ball and well, uh, the player base has been increasing ever
0: since I mean, it's huge nowadays. Huge I mean, certainly there are lots of players playing at any given time, and that's pretty interesting to where, like, you get to see a... I mean, is does Vassal have its own meta, or is it a true global meta? I don't necessarily know, because I feel like Vassal has to have its own meta. But tell me about the players who play online. Like what they like to fly, or have you noticed anything particular about an online player?
3: I think it's pretty diverse, because you have people testing lists for regionals and store championships and whatnot and worlds, and they'll pretty much fly what you see at the top 32 with top 16 tables, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's people just trying out the new cards, the unreleased ones, and trying goofy lists. You'll see everything on Vassal. There's... There's no one trend, I think. It's, uh, if you want more color than your local meta, it's Vassal all the way.
1: Right. The thing that's cool, though, is you get to, because you put the cards in before they've actually hit the tabletop, we get to use Vassal as a testing ground for the meta that's coming. Um, For example, we've been living with a Defender meta for, jeez, two, three months now? Yeah. Triple deltas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so once the, uh, once they actually do finally hit the table, anyone that's been playing on Vassal is going to have a huge edge because they've been playing with these ships for months now, and they know you know what to do with them, what to do against them. Um, so I think that's, that's you know, whenever, whenever anyone asks me, how do I get better at X-Wing, it's like you just get on Vassal, um, guaranteed. The players are great. The community is really healthy. Um, you get to sneak preview the meta. It's just... A really good way to get good at X Wing, but uh, I guess I have a question a few more on, about that. Some people have complained of, of the fact that it's top down versus what is, isomorphic. I guess is the word um, isometric. Isometric. Right. That's or perspective? View. You mean? I mean, I think
3: you mean yeah. perspective.
1: Yeah, the perspective that um, they have a hard time translating between um, the you know the digital view and the, the the real life view. So I guess my question to you is, how have you adjusted to that? How do you does it bother you? Do you have to like kind of un-vassal yourself when you play in real life? No, um, I didn't have that problem, but I definitely have heard a lot of people complain about
3: this, so it, it's legitimate. Um, I think it forces you to to um, think about your moves in a relative way. Uh, when you move a hard turn two, you have to think about how many length of bases you you move around to the right and front, for example. So. Uh, I think, uh, who, who was it that wrote a guide on this on the FFG was, forum?
0: It was Pixit, wasn't it? Um, no, it's, it was it's the, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the Earning
3: Your Wings article. Yeah. Uh, yeah if that, if, that was if, if you read, read this article, I and mean, you will be helped on Vassal and in general on the tabletop as well. I think it's the best guide uh, that it still stands up to the st- test of time. There are other ways to do those kinds of diagrams. You can do it with Vassal uh, with some graphics and it, it works great, but you have to think about, um, not your, um, reflexes about the, the, the absolute length of the maneuvers, but the relative lengths.
1: Yeah. I'll post that on the show notes. Shout out to, by the way, the guys over at, uh, the back to dials podcast who, uh, improved a little bit on the, the article you just cited by actually giving you not just the distance, um, vertically, but also distance horizontal when ship travels. Um, uh, makes it even easier to kind of visualize where your ships are going to end up, um, but now you actually can't bring those resources to tournaments because uh, that's outside material. Wah,
0: wah, wah. Yeah. Just
1: just play
0: more. Or, <laughs> just play even better. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: you, you can just memorize those numbers. I mean, they're not that hard if you use them enough on Vassal. Eventually, you're like, okay, I have it in my head. And so, that's what separates good pilots from you know average pilots is their ability to do that.
0: So. Owen, you—I you, you, know you're online almost all the time. I see you on at, at least on a lot. Um, what do you think is strong right now? What do you like to fly in this current? Everything that we know about X-wing, you know, every spoiled card. What is your sort of like favorite ships to fly right now?
3: I—I um, I strive to try everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't have favorites for long. Um, I can tell you which ship
0: have,
3: what's have what's, always what hated.
0: What's, what's this week?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know that in my Vassal League game, I tried a Dutch Garvin, Aaron Kraken, and Bandit squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dutch had Twin Laser and Targeting Astromech, Garvin had Adaptability and Integrated Astromech. Aaron had a swarm tactics guidance chips and cluster missiles to give out two actions.
0: Okay, I'm fo- I'm following so far. <laughs>
3: flying that's an action machine, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron gives a probably maybe a target lock to Dutch, which triggers his ability and so on and so forth. And Bandit uh, flying close to Aaron has guidance chips and homing missiles. Shoots at PS eight if I want. So that was a nightmare. <laughs> It was a nightmare to face for my opponent, probably. It's burned down a Lothal um, Rebel in two turns, and it overkilled it.
0: And that's flying like the oldest ships. Some yeah. of the oldest ships in the game. It's not quite
3: wave one, but a uh, mix of wave four and seven and so forth, and eight as well for the guided ships. Yeah. But I, I I just love, like, <clears throat> the game is so deep that you can bring old lists and they feel totally new right now because the meta is always a recognized, like, four or six lists mm-hmm. that everyone flies to the top tables. And it's really fun trying to bring old cards to fight those. So I'm always trying to, in the back of my mind, I'm always trying to do this.
0: Just try and play, like,. List to try and break something fun
3: in. Yeah, the the old ideas that work well in the past might work well now.
1: You're like an X-wing hipster.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, with with the new twists, of course. Right,
1: right. Yeah, just to give it added flavor. There's no sure. school like the old school.
3: Well, those those lists went out of flavor for a reason. Like they were beaten, but. Because time has passed and because the, the the favorite ships aren't all different, they might be now.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, one who is your uh, nemesis online? Anyone out there that's like got your number and drives you crazy?
3: Um, well, the players in the TCA season one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're back in season three. You're yeah. back. You, you you fought your way back I, in.
3: I, it was. It was amazingly bad. An amazingly bad run in season <laughs> one. It was what three wins and the rest losses. Yeah. But I was set to play Mr. Froggies and I was looking forward to it, but he dropped and I instead I faced Blair Bunky. <laughs> and I lost terribly.
0: At the time I didn't know Blair was Blair. I was like, oh, this guy. <laughs> and then he just like proceeds to like r- like start kicking ass, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I didn't."
3: I see don't coming. remember having one against him. I think he always beat me.
1: So I might name him as a nemesis. So Talonbane Cobra is your nemesis. Got it. <laughs> Talonbane head something. Talon Talonhead. Yeah.
0: Is this like Benedict
1: Cumberbatch? totally (laughs) you come up with a million different names for him (laughs) cool so you guys want to transition to our final segment
0: yeah let's get into our final uh our final segment the fleet officer list we suggested that uh someone give us a fleet officer list um and we wanted to see what list that uh, you thought would be good um, was, with that card for the TIE Shuttle.
4: Technically, it was the Systems right? Officer. Yes.
0: Okay. okay, sorry. The Systems Officer list. So we set, we suggested that you send us a Systems Officer list and for the TIE Shuttle, and you did. Um, and so we, sugge- we picked a list, and we picked a list from Steven Wooten. Um, why don't we have... Uh, Mark, you want to give us uh, the list that Steven submitted?
2: Sure. So we started out with Tomex Brent, who is my favorite TIE Bomber pilot ever. Yeah, I
0: think he's, he's the best.
2: PS8, 24 points, once per turn, when you discard an EPT, flip it face up again. Which makes him amazing. In this case, he has Cool Hand. Cool Hand is a one-shot EPT, which is largely useless. Where when you yeah, get a stress normally token, it's terrible, right? Correct. Normally, it's terrible. When you get a stress token, you can get a you can discard it to get a focus or evade token. Tomex, you can use it every turn.
0: If you okay. A okay. Stress term. Okay.
2: Then, then he's got the tie shuttle. Which strips out all the munition slots and gives them two crew slot. They'd only be equipped with PS or point cost four or less crew. Sure. Puts in fleet officer, which is what we requested. Or did we request system, officer? system officer? So he's got a fleet officer. Fleet officer is an action. You can choose two friendly ships. You can give uh, each of them a focus token. Nope it is not other friendly ships We so he can give one to himself and then you get a stress token and then you trigger cool hand giving himself a focus or an evade
0: so that's the combo
2: and then you've got systems officer anytime you execute a green maneuver choose an enemy or a friendly ship at range one they get to acquire target lock and then you've got the twin Ion Engine Mark II, turning all of his banks into greens, giving them exact same, same greens as an aggressor.
0: Yeah, the one bank.
2: Nine greens, one and three bank become green.
0: Which is super handy.
2: So you've got one through three green bank, one through three green forward. Then that's Tomex brand, coupled with Tomex a Omega Leader with Juke and Com Relay. And then Inquisitor with PTL auto thrusters title and an academy.
1: So, uh, I guess the whole idea is that Omega Leader can sort of maximize its choices with target locks because of Tomax?
0: Correct. And
2: and you're largely immune to stress because Tomax can give focus with Fleet Officer Distress ships and System Officer. That target lock can be assigned to a stressed ship. hmm So other ships can easily, easily acquire stuff even if they're stressed. Okay, that Academy pilot does a one hard while stressed. Still passing a focus or whatever.
1: Yeah, it, it's cool. It's such a neat combination, like with the, the double officers on Tomax. Yes. And Coolhand. It it's like works like a little clock. It's uh it's a great mechanism so what do you think about dropping the inquisitor and up using the 12 points you spend on the academy to upgrade to uh, Vessary?
2: that's a thought i think the academy pilot in this case does some really good work with blocking and giving you an extra threat on the board honestly i'd be much more interested in dropping the inquisitor down to valen rudor and getting a procket out of the deal.
1: You
4: would.
2: <laughs> I would. Yeah. Although I, I do so much a fan of Alan Rudor.
4: I do kind of like how um uh, you, have, you have the three aces at PS8, so Tomax can trigger before they move, yeah. or after they move, depending upon where they are. Which okay. is good because his a uh, the fleet officer sure. and systems officer are very positional. You have to be close to him.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. That's important. Cool. Neat list. Okay, so, Kelvin, tell us what Stephen won. Um,
0: So we're going to do the expansion, right? Is that what we're doing?
1: Yeah, okay. Bomber is good. You you get the the attack wing. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Because you bought it, like, in a used file
0: at a local (laughs) game store. (laughs) all right um so anyway good steven thank you sir we really appreciate it next week we're going to do a new contest what are we going to do next week Uh, who wants to pick
1: should we do something from the uh the the new expansion the here's the resistance or is it too soon
0: (laughs) yeah too soon too soon (laughs) um
1: like maybe a ray list
0: on, um, if what sort of list do you want to be, since you're the guest, what sort of list do you want the Galactic Hollinet to submit uh, for our next list that uh, we go through? Oh, I think the ideas on the table
3: uh, are good. Ray with the new title. Make it work.
0: So Ray with the best list with Ray with the new title. Yep. Cool. All right, Holonet, that's what you need to do. Submit to us. Your favorite list, Ray, with the title on the Millennium Falcon. Um, submit that to either our FFG post. Um, no, 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 no. They, they should.
4: Team. No, they should. They should submit those <laughs> ahead, via Captain. email right. to Scum and Villainy Podcast at gmail.com. If you submit them by email, it makes it so much easier for the rest of us. Yeah.
0: Do that thing. Uh, yes. Don't listen to me. I clearly don't know what I'm doing. Uh, um,
4: yeah, see, this is typical management stuff,
1: Ricky. You don't care about poor old Scruffy in the boiler room. He's not you?
0: even here this week. We can just like do whatever we want and just say that, like, you know, we can put all the burden on Blair and you know, he's not there to tell us no. So um I think that's a great idea. Anyways, uh submit it to scum and villainy podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate that, and you'll be the winner of some sort of prize, Um, Well, whatever we have in the Boiler Room that week. Anyways, so next episode, we are going to be covering Palp Aces and that list archetype, and we're going to have both Jeremy and Duncan Howard on the show. They are both... Renowned for playing that list, and we're going to try and learn a little bit about it, as I think it's pretty clearly the alpha list. We're really excited about that. Anyways, uh, to end this episode, my name is Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius. Joining me today was Antigrapus, better known as Alex Rawback, Lyle Hayhurst, better known as Sozin, and Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin. We would like to thank our special guest, uh, Michael J... G- uh, sorry... Mikhail Janu, better known as Muon. Muon, thank you for coming on today.
1: I believe he left to go deal with a kid meltdown.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Galactic it thank you for listening and good hunting. <sighs>